Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Huskies on Tap, a podcast for the Huskies by the Huskies, presented to you by Fatty's Pub and Grill, and brought to you by On Tap Sportsnet. I'm your host Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at bdon300. And today I'm live from the from the NIU Convocation Center. I was about to say the Chesek. I don't know. I'm all, I'm all out, I'm all over the place today. I couldn't get my Wi-Fi connected, but we're able to sit in on the football press conference, coaches and players, and then we're we're ahead of the basketball conference. So maybe we'll have some basketball players on the other side of the episode. But today, I'm joined by NIU tight end Miles Joyner, the Youngstown State transfer. And uh, he's back from injuries. He, he had one yanked off the board last week. He had me going crazy in my family room. But Miles, first and foremost, how's it feel to be back there out on the field? I'm going to feel really good. Um, it's been almost a full month and, and almost another week. But uh, getting back out there with my teammates, uh, I'm really excited and I'm happy to be back. And then, so let's talk. Let's talk about it. Uh, the touchdown that got uh, yanked off the board. Did you? Did you get in Marcus's ear afterwards? Like, come on, man, you didn't need to do that to the DB. It was actually funny because um, we ran the same play in fall camp, and yeah. the uh, same result happened. I scored on a seventy-yard touchdown. Um, and then when Coach caught it on third, I think it was third down, or third and eight, when he caught it, uh, I had the same vision I had in fall camp. I said, oh, I, I feel like I'm going to score on this play. Yeah. Um, I set it up well, fast, bro. Uh, spent out, probably threw a good ball. And when I hit it going, I said, oh, I got enough space uh, to score. And then when they got the holding call, I was like, what they call holding on them? I'm like, no way. Yeah. And at first I was a little upset, but my coach was telling me, don't worry about that. Um, we got more plays to play, we'll get that again. And I wasn't upset at Marcus, I watched the film and it really wasn't holding, but I mean, the yeah. O-line has the hardest job in uh, football. Yeah. So I, I really don't get on those guys too much. They're, they work hard and they actually push me to be better um, week in and week out especially on a play like that, where it's like you got the tackle or the guard that's moving, trying to pick someone up at the second level. It's really hard to make. And then even too, on the referee side, it's a hard call to make. And we won't say too much about officiating, but there has been a lot of tackle calls in your guys' games this year. But so we'll get, we'll get to this. So you, you went to Youngstown state, you played there. That's a very successful FCS program, but what brings you to NIU? Um, yeah, I played two years there. I redshirted my true freshman year. Then I uh, started my redshirt freshman year, my redshirt sophomore year. Um, Bo Pliny went down to LSU to be the defensive coordinator. Um, so we got a brand new staff. And I was just trying to find the best fit for me. I know if I was going to be uh, finishing out my career at Youngstown State or um, what program would be the best fit for me. Uh, so when I got in the transfer portal, I ended up with uh, about seven um, FBS programs offered me, and I sorted those out and tried to find the best uh, fit um, for my athletic and academic um, ability. Um, and I figured out that NIU would be the best fit for me. Um, so I committed, and so far I've been loving every minute since I've been here. And then we were talking a little bit about it in the press conference. Maction has finally arrived. It's I think it's one of the coolest things, like little niche things about college football. You get a Tuesday or Wednesday night game, you're always going to be on an ESPN network. But from a scheduling standpoint, you know, football players are creatures of habit. You guys are very structured in your schedule. Uh, what's the new schedule looking like, and how have you been adjusting so far? Um, I think the biggest difference is just changing the practice time, trying to uh, match uh, the game time, uh, practice in the evening. You know, just trying to find that uh, that best fit uh, for the for the team overall. Uh, also, practicing on the weekends. Normally, you play on Saturday, but now uh, with the game on Tuesday or Wednesday, you're practicing on the weekends, not having that time off or actually playing. So it's different, but it's uh, definitely unique uh, for the fact that you can play on the ESPN network during the week and um, you have a lot of eyes on you. So I think that's uh, going to be good for the team. Yeah, and then, too, I mean, you'll get a Saturday with uh, actually really good college football slate. There's a couple big time games. There's, uh, you know, I'm sure you got friends that are playing on other teams across the nation, so you get a chance to see some of your friends. 
Uh, what are you currently majoring in? Are you a, are you a regular student or a grad student? Um, I got my undergrad in uh, HR, okay. human resources, business. And then I'm getting, right now I'm getting my master's, uh, my MBA in uh, business administration. Okay. So I'll be done with that uh, the next fall. So I'm looking forward to that. Perfect. And then uh, I got to ask you since, you know, it hasn't been too many plays, but you have had some, some really nice plays this season. Do you have, like, a favorite play that you've been a part of this year? Um... I will probably say my touchdown at Georgia Tech. Uh, I think that that was on my goal list. We talked about that morning, which is funny. Uh, we had a list of five goals. Of what do you want to accomplish this season? My first goal I wrote was uh, win a bone yard. And later that night, we won that game. So yeah. I think that was probably one of the most special moments I had in my athletic career. Yeah, and we actually, last year, we didn't really lose too much production, but we did lose our tight end in Daniel Crawford. And, and we were a little worried about that position. But when we saw you transferred, we're like, what are you, six, six, five, 270, like, Huge, huge tight end, good blocker, good pass catcher. And what's your speed like? Because when you were running down the sideline, I'm like, that's got to be like four, five, four, six. I say, um, I say I'm a four, seven guy. Okay. Um, I watched a lot of uh, Dan last year. I think he's a really good player. So I was excited to be able yeah. to go fill the void uh, that the tight end room needed. But we still have Liam. Liam's a really good player. And when I was down, um, and even when I'm back, uh, we, we come from each other so well. And I feel like uh, our tight end room is uh, where it needs to be. We still have room for improvement, but um, so far I think we're doing good as a room. Yeah, and even uh, Tristan, he got a two-point conversion on uh, Saturday. Everyone's been doing their part. Liam, I see him pancaking people. <laughs> God, he's a nasty blocker. Uh, but do you have any, uh, like, matchup thoughts or final thoughts ahead of Kent State this weekend? Um, I'm looking forward to playing Kent State. Uh, my best friend actually plays D tackle at Kent State. Uh, oh, nice. So we've been talking since we committed to these schools. Like, man, I cannot wait to play you this year. And then uh, it's uh, going to be really exciting going down there. Uh, Kent State's only actually like 35 minutes from Youngstown. So I know a couple of my uh, people I'm close with from Youngstown will come up during the game since it's a week game, which is actually cool uh, that you can play during the week. So they'll have time to come see me play during the game. So I'm uh, really looking forward uh, to this coming week. You're like, bro, shift out to the edge for one play yeah, and come please. at me. I, I got you. All right. Real quick before we let you go, can you just let everyone know where they can follow you at on social media? Um, you can follow me on um, Twitter at uh, milesjoiner80 and uh, Instagram as well, milesjoiner80. Perfect. Well, Miles, I appreciate you for taking the time to uh, take the interview today. Best of luck. I was about to say on Saturday, but even, <laughs> even I'm a little thrown off. Oh, Best yeah. of luck out there on uh, Wednesday, and I'll bring back the victory from Penn State. Thank you. All right, Huskies on tap listeners, we just wrapped up here at the NIU press conference. And as promised, you know, we're going to have football players on this episode. We're going to have some basketball players, no coaches, but we're student run podcast. We'll keep it with the students. I'm joined today by Tulsa transfer NIU guard Keyshawn Williams. Keyshawn, how are you today? I'm good. I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing good. So I talked a little bit with you before we started. You know, this is a new era for NIU basketball. We had Coach Montgomery here for the last 10 years, but now. It's the Burno time. It's yeah. Coach Burno's time. We have new players in yourself, uh, Chris Austin, Chris Austin, Noah, Noah Khan, Montavious Myrick, a whole bunch of new players. And they said that camp's been really competitive. What have you seen since you've played at the collegiate level already uh, in the first four or five weeks of camp? Um, what I've seen in the first four to five weeks in camp is just a team that just wants to compete. Like, since day one, we've been going at each other, like, one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, we'll get in the gym in our own time, like, and then that goes to say, too, like, we're just a hard-working group of guys. Like, we'll have, like, workouts in the morning, and then there'll be guys that'll come back later on in the day. Get that, that extra still work in. Yeah. extra work in. So, like, you don't really see that too often. So, like, once I got here, I'm like, okay, this is a bunch of guys that want to work. So I'm like, okay, let me up it up, too. Yeah. So we're just competing against each other. Like, who's going to get in the gym the most? Who's going to do this? So it's just a great group of guys. And I, 
been having fun since I got here. It's kind of like uh, towards the end of the season last year in March Madness, the U of I team took on that like everyday guys mantra. Yeah, Just a yeah. bunch of everyday guys getting yeah. after it in the gym. And I've been seeing all the videos and all the clips that have been put out. And, and I know obviously Trendon's the leader. He's like, you know, the elder statement that's yeah. been here for a while. But is there someone that you've seen on the team in camp that's like really made a lot of progress since you started camp? Like if you had to pick uh, one player in specific? Oh, if I had to pick one player that's made like the biggest jump since I've seen from camp, that's a tough one. <laughs> you can pick a couple. Yeah, it's a few. So I know uh, Zion, okay. he's a freshman. He, he made a big jump. You know, Coach Bruno has been on him the hardest. And um, just seeing him this past week, like this past two weeks when we started fishing practice, you see him made that jump, like he's starting to figure out things and he's starting to get into his groove. Um, also Noah Khan, yeah. another freshman. Um, coach has been on him pretty hard too at, since day one. And you can see that he's been on, he's like injured now, but you can see like, as he started to get back in the group yeah. practice, he's starting to, you know, click and it's starting to click for him as well. Like you said, Trendon, he's, he's, a, he's one yeah, of he's the leading the guys. Yeah, he's the senior, he's been here the longest. And uh, just seeing him from the summer until now, like he's been in the gym. It's much like he, he's one of the guys that I've seen in the gym the most. Yeah, yeah, I see yeah. him in the gym the most. So he's one of those guys that's just going to keep getting better and he's just going to help us win a lot of games this year. Yeah, and like kind of to what I talked about at the beginning of the episode, we had good players last year. A lot of people transferred out, but it's good to see like a fresh crop and like hungry players like yourself where, you know, you played at Tulsa last year. You said you got about 13 minutes a game. Yeah, about 12, 15. But you're going to get a bigger role here. You're yeah. going to get more more opportunities to play. You're a Chicago kid too, so I hope you're a Bulls fan, right? Nah. No? As of right now, they're, they're, they're getting me a little bit. They're getting you back. Yeah, are they really yeah, back in? So are you – because I know a lot of times when I talk to a player, they're more like they follow their favorite player. Do you like more players than opposed to teams, or do you have yeah, a favorite so team? Yeah, so like I have a favorite player. Like my favorite player used to be Kyrie Irving. Okay, but you know his situation right now. So it's like, I, I hope he. I hope he gets it together. Yeah, he's, a great player, he's a great player. He's one of the best point guards play the game. Yeah. in my opinion. Ice so, in his veins too. Yeah. Straight dagger mode. <laughs> so now we'll probably say John Morant. Like okay. I've been following a lot of John Morant lately. So got the jaw like, hair too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw him. Uh, he was playing. They played. A, a really good first half last night yeah, but uh the way they've been talking about portland i was like portland's probably gonna win this no, game I, I go to turn the second half on and i'm like memphis was winning this game what just happened yeah, so for sure. do you have like a like a player that growing up you modeled your game after um a player i modeled my game after growing up would probably be Kyrie Irving. Kyrie. Like I've, I watched a lot of Kyrie Irving, like even when he was at Duke. Like I was yeah. young, like I was young, and I watched a lot of Kyrie Irving. Um, he's been a big like influence on my game. Like I would used to just watch his videos all day, and then like go outside, that game and try to practice. To get yeah. the final. You know how like when you're a kid, you go out in your yard or like in your driveway or you know where you got your exactly. hoop at, and you're like three. So yeah, you're trying exactly. to hit the game winners. You're yeah. trying to recreate Just situation. using your imagination, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I'm glad we're on the same page with yeah. that. So for Husky fans that don't know. Can you can you like introduce them to what type of player you are and what to expect from your game this season? Oh yeah, for sure. Like I wouldn't say like I'm a limited type of player. Like I wouldn't say like oh I'm a scorer or I'm a playmaker. I'm just a player that's just gonna do anything it takes to win takes the game. To win. So like whether that be me making that extra pass or me scoring the ball or me playing just strictly great defense, on ball defense, off ball defense. Like I'm gonna do whatever coach tells me to do to help us win the game. And then, obviously, you're a student as well as an athlete. Uh, you're coming to NIU, what are you majoring in here? Um, I'm majoring in kinesiology. Oh, so, nice. So, yeah. so you you know, if you don't make it to the league, you could be like a trainer. Yeah, like physical therapist. Physical therapist. Yeah. There we go. And and I've taken a lot of courses in uh, the – because it's the sports management, like, catalog. Oh, Great teachers over there. Um, 
I did take one kinesiology. Yeah. I don't know. I don't remember what my teacher is, but she was awesome. So I've, yeah. I've loved like every teacher that I've had in that program. I'm on the other side of it where I'm in the grad program mm-hmm. doing sports management. Yeah, the field but, is just full of like great people. Yeah. And to the thing for you, for as an athlete, it's like you got football players in there, basketball players yeah. in there. You got some of your GAs, yeah. like reporters like me. So it's a, it's a pretty tight knit community and, and it's, it's a good course yeah. catalog for those that may not be students yet, but may want to find out. And then, uh, Let's set some goals. So we haven't started the season yet. Mm-hmm. Do you have – we'll do three goals for this season for yourself. Mm-hmm. You can include team goals, academic, whatever you like. Oh, uh, well, my first goal, I'm going to put academics first always. So, like, I've, I had a 3.6 when I was at Tulsa, so I have a pretty good GPA. So my first goal this year is just to maintain that GPA and, you know, keep my grades up. Uh, second goal would be to just win the MAC. Like, we want to win the MAC. Yeah. Like, that's been our goal since day one. We're going to cut down nets, so we want to win the MAC. And third goal – be go to the NCAA tournament, try to win some games in the NCAA tournament. I was just so I when I did my uh my last episode of the show, which was after the last football game, I had mentioned, you know, I'm going to be out here on Thursday. I'm going to get to talk to basketball players, football players. We'll try and do a preview. I had mentioned Jason Preston uh, yeah. from Ohio, so I saw him on. I don't even know if that's a court. I can't tell. It's somewhere. Court somewhere. <laughs> yeah, over I think here. talk about the yeah, yeah, the the actual basketball yeah, yeah, court. I saw him his first. First year in college, I sat courtside because, as you heard from Coach Berno, you know, attendance is something that we have to work on on our end. You guys continue to play well. I'll do the job trying to get people out to the stands. But I remember seeing him that night. It was Ohio versus NIU. And then, like, he he played, like, he balled out. I called him, like, Kmart Lamello because he's got the hair. Like, he kind (laughs) of looks like him all that. And then no less than a year or two later, the kid drafted by the Clippers, his team in the NCAA tournament and they're upsetting Virginia. And I said, exactly. that's got to be the type of goals that we set at NIU to get you guys back to Cleveland because yep. it's, it's a little different this year. It's only eight teams. Yep. And then just because you got to Cleveland doesn't mean – because, you know, we're a one we're a one bid conference. Exactly. You have to flat out win the conference unless yep. – unless you somehow go like 29-1 and one and yeah, don't win exactly. the conference. But <laughs> I'm glad that your head's in the right spot. You got to yep. go out there, go 1-0 and o each game, yep. win the conference, get to Cleveland, and then the rest is history. Yep. But – before I let you go, can you just let our listeners know uh, where they can follow you at on social media? Oh, yeah. You can follow me on um, Instagram at Keyshawn underscore zero. That's K-E-S-H-A-W-N underscore zero. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Same thing, Keyshawn underscore zero. And uh, those are the only two social medias. I probably oh, you're good. And then I got, I got two more. What do we got to do to get you back on the Bulls bandwagon? Because we, we are, <laughs> like, we're good now. It's, right, right, it's, right. It's been a while uh, since, they, since we were both kids. They have yeah, like, they start they're undefeated right now, right? Yeah, they play the Knicks tonight. Though, okay, so that, yeah. So that, oh, might go. Yeah. Someone's always got to go. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, they look really good. They look really good right now. So they got to still do just a little bit more. Yeah. Then maybe I'll hop on the bandwagon because I'm not really big on the bandwagon culture. Yeah. So, but I'm, so who's, I'm, your, who's your team, then? Is My it team? the Nets right now because of Kyrie or? Uh, it was the Nets because of Kyrie, but now it's like I'm trying to find a team. You're like, I'm trying, I'm trying, yeah. I'm a free agent right now. I'm so to it find might be the Kyrie Bulls. Yeah, I might have to come back home. <laughs> I might have to come back home. <laughs> Perfect, Keyshawn. Any final uh, wrap-up thoughts ahead of your your first exhibition on Saturday? And then you also will be starting the season here very soon. Oh, uh, yeah. So the exhibition on Saturday, um, we're just going to look to have fun. We're just going to go out there and have fun. You know, this is – a big game for us as well. Like yeah. we're going to end up playing Washington a week after. So we can't take this game lightly. We have to actually go out here and play the way that we know that we need to play. And coach Bruno has been preparing us for that since the summer. So 
we're pretty well prepared for this exhibition and the rest of the season. And then one final question. Uh, obviously, Coach Berno, very energetic guy, very charismatic, yeah. very uh, detail-oriented, as you said. What's it like playing under him? I know you haven't played a game under him yeah, yet, but what's, sure. what's it been like um, at practice and, and in the meeting rooms and stuff like uh, that? What so it's far? like to play with Coach Berno is just, if I could describe it in one word, it's just a blessing. Like, he's a coach coming from a great background. You yeah. know, he's winning culture. You know, he knows how to win. Um, he's going to push you every day in practice to be your best self. And he's one of the most consistent, like not just coaches, but one of the most consistent people I've ever been around. Yeah. And he inspires me to be consistent every day. So I'm going to try to do everything I can to help him win games and help us win games as a team. So. Perfect. Well, that was Keyshawn Williams, the newcomer here at NIU, guard from Tulsa University, or University of Tulsa. I think I might have said that backwards. But, hey, that's, <laughs> that, you know, that's what I do. I kind of mess things up here and there, but – Keyshawn, I really do appreciate you for taking the time and go get some points out there. Go, go get a little yep. floor slap and play some defense. But appreciate best of luck out there this season. And uh, we look forward to speaking with you again somewhere later down the road. Yep. Thanks for having me. Perfect. Yeah. I appreciate it. All right, everyone. We just wrapped up with NIU sophomore guard Keyshawn Williams. We're moving on to, I'm assuming, captain. Correct, right? Captain this year. Trendon Hankerson. Second time on the show. Trendon, how are you today? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. So we had you on a little bit uh, towards the end of last season. Last season obviously didn't go our way. But from what you've seen so far in camp, uh, where would you say this team is at going into this season? Um, I think we could be a very good team headed into this season. Uh, I think on the MAC rankings, I know they had us ranked last. But uh, honestly, personally, I see us in that top four yeah. or top five uh, for this year. I think we have a very competitive team. And with the non-conference schedule that we have, uh, I think that will be very competitive coming into MAC play. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we'll have high expectations for this year. So yeah, Coach, uh, he made a great point. You got what was it, Indiana? You got Washington on there. Like you got some good Power yeah. Fives on there. And I think like the most important thing about this year's team is it's a lot of the same faces. Like yourself, Zool, uh, Dong's back, Anthony yeah. Crump's back, and then obviously the new pieces, guys like Chris Austin, Keyshawn himself. What do you think uh, the new players bring? Like from a different dynamic of from the players that left last year. Um, well, I think he did a, a great job recruiting the new players to complement um, the old guys yeah. uh, that we had from last year. And so uh, just with them coming in, I think that they came in with aggression uh, and a competitive spirit. So they can help us get better from all angles, offensively, defensively, yeah. stuff like that. So, And then he said uh, during the press conference, I don't know if you were in there yet, but he said, you know, to expect a – an even bigger role. I know we talked a lot about last year, you know, the role that you would be coming into because Gino left, but, you yeah. know, you've had a full year to kind of be the guy now. And he said to expect more points, expect more passing, expect more rebounds. So, so what, what have you been working on? Cause he said you came into camp, like the best he's ever seen. Yeah. I mean, I would agree. Um, that expectations are definitely high. Um, and I would say that I'm ready to take them on for sure. Um, with that full year of experience, it was definitely a learning curve yeah. um, from the beginning of the season to the back end of the season. You can see that throughout the stats, throughout the play, yeah. um, and all that. Um, and so with this year, I'm expecting to produce higher numbers, stuff, stuff like that. But alongside that comes winning. Winning, yeah. So um, even if the numbers aren't there, I mean, I still want to do my best to compete, help my team win at a high level. And I think the one thing that, like, anybody that watches even five minutes of a game that you play in is, is you know, you're running – all up and down the court. You're you're not giving up on loose balls. You're making it hard on defense, you know. I wouldn't say you're like the floor slap guy, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you are all energy. You're all skill all the time. And last year, you know, 
the three or four games that we won, we needed everything from you and everything from guys like Darius Bean and Justin Lee. So going into this year, you know, we have a lot, a lot of new players. What is maybe one or two guys of the new guys that you you've seen so far that you think is going to make a really big impact? Um, well, as far as the new guys, I would, I would say that Keyshawn uh, Williams, of course, uh, Darwish, some of our cards. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna play huge roles in this year's team, especially with the guards that we had that left last year. Yeah. Um, and so I'm looking for all of them to have huge roles on this year's team um, and have a lot of chemistry and camaraderie with each other. Um, but on top of that, I think some of the old guys who did get experience yeah. last year alongside me, Zul and Crump and Nadong, I'm also looking forward to seeing them do better this year as well. Yeah, he was saying Zool might be doing some other things. I'm like, no, just let him pull all day long. Like Zool's, Zool's a bucket, so. Yeah. What's it like playing for Coach Berno, though? Like, we have we all see his energy. We see, like, the type of guy he is. I talked to Keyshawn a little bit about it. He, he said he's very detail-oriented, making sure you guys are all in the right spots at the right time. But he also said he let you guys kind of freestyle. Not, like, freestyle. Like, he's not coaching you. But, like, he trusts you guys to make the right decisions out there on the court. What's it been like so far? And, obviously, I know you haven't played a game yet for him. But uh, throughout camp, what's it been like? Obviously, if you had two different coaches at this level. Um, it's been very competitive. Uh, he definitely stays on us. And like Keyshawn said, he's very detail-oriented um, about us being in the right spots and about us making the right reads, about us seeing the right things while we're on the court. Mm -hmm. um, and then also just communication. He's, he's big on communication, us communicating as a team, offensively and defensively. Um, so that way we know what's going on while we're on the court. So that way he doesn't have to keep trying to rally the troops or have what he calls a coming to Jesus moment, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it's like we have to get together and get our stuff together. Um, so he he, he kind of tries to teach us to, to hold our stuff together at all yeah. times so that way we don't have to be scrambling around and be trying to have moments where we're having lapses on defense. Yeah, because you, you see it every night in college basketball. Yeah. It's not just you guys. It's it's Akron. It's it's Syracuse. It's, it's every single team. That you, you, at the end of the day, you know, I watched – a lot of college football, a lot of college basketball. And I do get mad at games sometimes, but at the end of the day, 18 to 22-year-old kids. Yeah. You, you can only expect so much. Like, sometimes a mistake's going to happen that wouldn't happen with LeBron James or, like, with Kobe Bryant. But yeah. at the college level, you guys are more prone, I guess you would say, to make those mistakes. And you live, so. to, you live to fight another day. Mm -hmm. But um, looking ahead towards this season, does – you know, the way – because two years ago – you know, with everything that happened, you guys were flat out robbed. There was a lot of people that were robbed of the tournament, but you yeah. guys had a phenomenal year led by Gino, led by yourself. And, and then, you know, everything shuts down. So with, this will be your last year, correct? Yeah. Does that add, add some extra motivation for you knowing that this is your last chance to get to the dance? Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, just trying to do everything I can uh, to stay in the gym and put myself in the best position to be the best player at all times. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would say that that's my driving force on top of it, of course, being my last year, um, trying to go out with a bang, trying yeah. to help change the program, turn it around, all type of stuff, trying to help coach get off to a great start, great start in his yeah. head coaching debut for his first season. And so. And one thing that I wanted to touch on before we wrap up, because I think it's like a, it's a campus-wide issue, it's a student-wide issue, and it's something that, that really needs to be changed. You know, the culture they talked a lot about in the press conferences that, you know, football's winning, soccer's winning. We expect you guys to have a good season. All the women's sports are doing well as well. Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, people don't come to the games. Can you speak to the importance of having supporters and whether it be Husky students, alumni, or whoever – out to your games because coach Berno was making it a point of emphasis in the press conference to make sure that, you know, when people come to the combo, 
they know we're not getting out of here with a win easy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I think that support is definitely something that's huge. Um, it's tough when you look around and um, all the guys that you're with are the only guys that are supporting you. Uh, it's tough. and I think it makes it a lot easier if we have, like, a whole Husky Nation behind us. Yeah. Um, so that way we know uh, people are coming out to the games. We can get energy in the building. We can go on huge runs against teams. We can um, – have blowout wins here and there against teams. Um, yeah. I think that the energy, just having the energy in the building. Uh, almost, as well as energy sport, you need yeah, it. Yeah, um, it's, it's almost the same as them having the energy on the field in football. Yeah. So uh, obviously fans are, are, are a huge part of winning home games. Yeah. Um, and you see that all the time in, in things such as the NBA finals and, and the playoffs in the, in the NFL football. So uh, fans are definitely huge and we definitely want – more people to come out to games, both men's and women's yeah. games, um, to try to raise the competitive spirit just in the building. And for those fans, what can they – I'm not going to make you predict anything, but what can they expect from you guys this season? The main word that I heard in the press conference from Keyshawn was competitive and, and you know, those type of words. But what do you think this team uh, is going to bring to the table, I guess from, like, an entertainment value, so like to make the fans come out? Oh. I guess, like, this is a little sales pitch. Yeah, uh, well, I think – Definitely, like Coach said, we'll strike first, uh, and then we'll, we'll we're gonna run and gun a lot this year. So we'll we'll get up and down. We'll press teams. We'll fall back. We'll run and shoot threes in transition. We'll run solid offense. We'll, we'll mix it up. We'll do quite a bit of everything here and there. So I think we'll be a very exciting team to watch. I think we can really shock shock a lot shock of teams. Lot of people. I mean, look at what football and what soccer are doing. It's it's the one thing that that I've said for the last two years about just our sports in general. It's the max. It's not like you have an Alabama or yeah. like a well, that's bad for basketball. Although they were really good last year in basketball, but like a, maybe like a Wisconsin or like a, like a Purdue that's always there in your conference. It you know he talked about Toledo, Buffalo, Kent's kind of good, but and Akron too. But but I think like. We had the year that we were down the year before you guys were really good and, and everything's right there in front of you for the taking this year. Before we let you go, can you just let everyone know where they can follow you at on social? Oh, um, so on Instagram, you can follow me at trend underscore Don one. My fellow Don, we're both Don's on the gram. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, Twitter, I believe is Hank 25 at Hank 25. Perfect. And then my Snapchat user would be uh, T Hank 25. There's no spaces in that by the way. So it's kind of like a thank 25. And then ahead of your last season, any final goals that you want to accomplish this year before you, you know, you walk across that stage and graduate to Husky? Um, well, just looking to maybe potentially be a thousand point scorer here. Uh, my freshman year, I played about half the season, so I didn't get um, like the, as, as many opportunities. As you would have to go off for like forty a night. Yeah, um, but. Uh, coming up here on this last season, that's probably one of my biggest goals I'm looking for. I'm trying to see how many games we're looking at. What is it, like 30 games? Yeah. And then – so I think that's somewhere around like 15 a game. And you were there last year. You had, yeah. what, like 16, 17 a game last year? Yeah. Probably, and you get some was, assists and rebounds too? Yeah, but towards the end of the season. But um, that and then, shoot, hopefully I think this year with the team that we have as competitive as we are, I think maybe going into the postseason we can have potentially a 18 to 21 season. Ooh, I like that. You heard it from the captain, the man himself, Trenton and, and uh, Trenton Hakerson. And if they get to 18 to 20 wins, I think you guys will be back in Cleveland with an opportunity uh, to to right the wrongs of the guys. And too, like Lacey's out there balling in Europe. Gino's over in Greece. So I know they're they're back out on the court now. But you know, you've been here this whole time and you didn't get that opportunity to go out and 
and play. And I think you're one of the only people left, right? Yes, you're the sir. last person left from that 2019 yes, team. You deserve that. You deserve to get to Cleveland. If any other Husky basketball players are listening to this, you guys got to help my guy Trent and get back to or get back to Cleveland because they unfortunately didn't get to play. But as always, second time you joined the show, we appreciate everything you do here for the team yes, as well as the show. Uh, and like you heard, like you heard from him, expecting somewhere to 18 to 20 wins, and and let's get him at least 15 tonight so we can uh, we can get him a thousand points this year. But today on today's episode, we were joined by NIU guards. Trendon Hankerson and Keyshawn Williams. And then at the very beginning, we were joined by NIU tight end Miles Joyner. Really do appreciate everyone listening to the interview portion of the episode. And on the other side of the episode, I'll be breaking down this week's matchup against Penn State. First and foremost, I want to thank everyone that listened to the interview portion of the episode. On this side of the episode, we will be breaking down this Wednesday's matchup against Kent State. Uh, We travel to Kent State to play them for the first time, I think, during Coach Hammock's tenure is what he said during the press conference. And I thought an interesting tidbit as well is Coach Hammock actually coached Sean Lewis, the head coach of Kent State, while he was at Wisconsin. So interesting uh, little relationship there where Coach Hammock is now coaching against one of his former players. I would have to assume it would be the first former player Coach Hammock has coached up against. But uh, we'll also be getting into the NIU Men's Basketball Media Day and we had two interviews from the players this week or earlier this afternoon and we're able to get uh just some questions and we're able to just sit in on coach Berno's press conference and it got me really excited for this year for basketball but first thing on the docket as football season is currently still in rotation and currently still on fire uh six and two going into this game four and oh in the mac in first place ahead two games uh Ahead of quite a few teams, actually, a bunch of teams are sitting at two and two. But first place, all they need to worry about is themselves. All they need to do is take care of their job week in and week out, and it won't matter. They'll be in Detroit. Kent State, interesting opponent. Uh, they've played a pretty tough schedule this year. If I remember correctly, they played uh, Texas A&M early in the season. So, yeah, they've, they've played quite a few ranked teams. It was uh, – so they've played – total this year in their non-conference they played against Iowa and they also played against Texas A&M as well as Maryland they obviously lost all three non-conference games uh, by sizable margins just because of the the opponents Maryland's not that great we would have beat Maryland last year to beat them this year too but in the MAC they have wins over uh, Bowling Green they have wins over Buffalo and Ohio they got absolutely throttled by Western Michigan 64 to 31 but have, for the most part, done what they were supposed to do in conference. They're 3-1, and one, and I believe in first place over on the east side, over on the east side of things. So, yeah, this could be a team that uh, – it's ironic. I talked to it about – I talked about it with uh, Liam and Rocky when we had Liam and Rocky at the live show that there could be an opportunity that they play Kent State twice. Miami of Ohio looks good as well. They're 3-1 and one in the MAC, and Buffalo is 2-2. Two and two. Uh, we have an opportunity to see two out of those three teams before the end of the season in Buffalo and in Kent State. We also have to see Ball State and Western Michigan before the end of our season. So those are the final four opponents, the final four. I can't believe it's already two-thirds of the way through this season. And we're still in – I'm not saying I can't believe that we're still in first place. I can't believe it's this point of the season and everything, and I mean literally everything, is on the table. They – have an opportunity if they continue on this trend. Like if they finish nine or three and 10 and two, they'll probably get a better bowl 
opponent. And that's like the perfect litmus test for this team is, is another power five after a full season of conference play, but not to get too ahead of ourselves. Uh, Kent State, like I said, quality team, and it all starts with their quarterback. Uh, Dustin Crum is their starting quarterback. The dude is phenomenal. He is going to be able to get his little 300 yards or what he needs to get. Like he week in and week out continues to answer the call for Kent State at the quarterback position. And as good as our pass defense has been and as good as our rush defense has been, I do think he creates a matchup issue. Uh, we'll see what happens on the season. He has a 63% completion percentage. It's not too great. Uh, he's 137 for 222 picks, nine touchdowns, and 1,770 yards. So stat stuffer, someone that we haven't seen uh, yet because we don't play Kent State every year. But I think one of the most important things and one of my most important takeaways just from like the press conferences today, and this was from all NIU coaches, is like we just worry about what's going on in this building. We just worry about us. And I think like if Kent State wants to turn this into a shootout, we saw last week that our team can play a highest scoring game. They finished that game with 77 total points or something. Like it's freaking ridiculous. You have to find ways to get points in those games. The defense on both sides had a poor half and had a good half. And the offenses both had a poor half and had a good half. We just happened like coach hammock always alludes to. And I think is like one of his mantras is just find a way to be one point better than the other team. That's what they did. That's all that we can ask for. And going into this week, the NIU Huskies bring back Cole Tucker. I saw his name on the depth chart this week. So that's going to be great to see, especially with the way this passing game is going. And it shouldn't be understated. Like the guys got 520 yards of total offense last week. That's not easy to do by any stretch of the imagination. And I know a lot of those yards came while we were coming back and they were of a necessity at that time in the game. So what? Who cares? Call them empty yards. Doesn't matter. We needed those yards to win the game. So Phenomenal performance from the offense, phenomenal way to bounce back and adjust for the defense. And we can only hope that we get four quarters of football this Saturday um, on the defensive side of the ball. No notable injuries uh, this week. Still keeping the status quo. I think Mekhi Nelson Douglas has earned himself more of a starting role. Nick Routine still obviously sees a lot of snaps, but he's listed as number one on the depth chart at the middle linebacker position. And then in the outside linebacker position, Dave Earn Rainier. He's been out for quite a few weeks, so it's good to see Dave Earn Rainier return back to this lineup. And other than that, I think that'll be all for the injuries. We don't usually get too, into too many injuries, but when you have some extra time to get players back on the field, you see the reward of that. We got three players back this week. And then as you heard, you know, we talked to Miles Joyner. He's been back for about a month. And – off record, we, you know, we talked and I asked him, I said, give me a, give me a touchdown this weekend. So hopefully uh, he can get that done. That'd be pretty cool to see. That'll be my, uh, my offensive pr prediction of the week is uh, a Miles Joyner touchdown, especially considering he got one taken off the board last week too. That was uh, a phenomenal play for everyone involved. And, and like we said earlier in the episode, a little bit of a ticky tack call, but it is what it is. As far as Kent State goes, as long as we can keep their offense at bay, like we're probably going to give up in the neighborhood 
of like 21, 21 to 31, maybe 35 points in this game. And that's just, that's just Kent state. That's just who they are. They have a high powered offense and their defense has been where they've gotten beat this year. So as long as we can find a way to eliminate them from putting up like 42 points or 49 points, which we have seen last year, they were putting up 70 in games. Like they, they put up like over 70 on Bowling Green, I think. So a little bit of a different makeup this year, a game that we should be able to keep in front of us. And one thing that I really want to see this week is kind of the same game script that they had at the beginning of the winning streak, where it was take control of the game early and really just squeeze the opponent out, kind of like a boa constrictor, just pound the run, uh, pound the passing game, you know, be, they, they made a commitment to be more balanced. So I think like we can get back to controlling the clock and let's get some early points and take this game over early and, and have a lead at halftime. If we have a lead at halftime, no, I'm not going to say no stress, but a lot less stress on having to come back and finding a way to win the football game in the second half. From the press conference today, uh, the players attributed, you know, their ability to come back in those games to games like the Ball State game last year and games like the Wyoming game uh, this year. And it's important to remember that this is still a very young team, a team that's growing into their identity, a team that's still finding ways to win football games. And they're sitting at six and two, eight, eight games into the season. Um, and the way that they talked about it in the press conference, like Dylan was, Dylan Thomas was in there, JJ Lippy was in there. And then obviously miles Joyner. but the way they were talking about it was, you know, being in those type of games and, and practicing those because they practice those game situations week in and week out, trying to come back from down and all sorts of stuff like that. And, they were more than prepared to be in that situation, to be down 18 and to come back from that lead. Coach Hammock talked about his, uh, talked about his two point conversions and his fourth down conversions this week. And the, the level of trust that he has in his players to know that, you know, will call the play and they'll go out there and make it happen. And we saw that they were very successful in their fourth down conversions. I think they only were unsuccessful on one. And then obviously all the two point conversions that they got, they got two of them and they went two for two. They practiced those plays week in and week out. And coach Hammock said for those exact situations. So it's good to know that the attention to detail is there. They're working on the small things. They're making sure that they're not going to lose games because of a muffed snap or because of the inability to get one yard in two plays, small stuff like that. So the, ge the general direction of this team only continues to get better. The way they played last week, even though they lost the first half convincingly, was arguably one of the best performances in the second half because you really saw a brave and fearless NIU team in the second half knowing that this was a very important game for the conference race and with their ability to come back in this game it allows us to have a two-game lead over second place in the conference so very important when playing a mac east opponent this week so still a very important game it's still in conference and we need to win this game and, and to be honest you heard it from miles like and everyone that we've had on the show find a go find a way to go one and know each week and the rest will take care of itself they quite literally just have to go one and zero each week. And if they do, we'll be sitting at 10 and two. We'll be sitting, you know, on a bus on the way to Detroit, me and my shitbox box Chevy, but <laughs> you know, the drill, like 
this is what college sports are all about. They're all about the race. They're all about the hope. They're all about, can we put this run together and find a way to get a chance to compete for a conference championship? And I don't know if we really discussed it too much at the beginning of this year, but NIU was as far as, well, yeah, no, we discussed it because they were, they were picked last in the, in the, the media poll. And they were also picked as one of the like low three teams uh, between us, Bowling Green and Akron all had the longest odds to win the conference. NIU started the season at plus 4,000. So $100 bet would win you $4,000 on NIU if they won the conference. I, for shits and giggles, I looked at the odds. I, I don't know. It wasn't because it's not available in Illinois. So I had to look just like on Google. And I saw on a website that the odds have, have since shifted. As usual, Toledo still has the highest or like the lowest paying odds, like the best chance, I guess you would say, like from a, from a gambling standpoint. And they have still viewed us at plus 1,000 despite having a 2-0 lead and controlling our own destiny so again week in and week out um you know vegas doubts these guys the the big j talking heads doubt these guys and and the rest of the people in the conference doubt these guys but the most important thing is is that they believe in themselves and they find ways to win football games week in and week out and right now the best way to look at it is they have an opportunity to go into a hostile environment at kent state against a team that they need this win more than we do. It's not going to be an easy win. Like I said, I think this is probably going to be another high scoring game. Like if the defense doesn't have the best day, don't be discouraged. I've, I've seen enough from this defense to know that they'll get back to it. And if they have a bad first half, they'll have a good second half. You know what I'm saying? So just continue to trust the players and trust the coaching phenomenal uh, coaching from both sides of the ball, whether it be the, the blitz calls, the fourth down calls, the two-point conversions. There's been a lot of bravery and a lot of guts and a lot of glory for this team. And we've seen the results with the wins week in and week out. On the offensive side of the ball, my key player for this game, I'm going to go back to the quarterback position. I think I think this is going to be another, another game that we need another big performance from Rocky. I think we need to have a balanced attack in order to beat Kent State because, as was talked about in the press conference, you know, these teams are starting to load the box because they expect us to run so much. So why not throw it over their head? We have the weapons. We have the receivers. They said, I think it was JJ that actually said it, that they have the best weapons in the MAC like at the receiver running back and tight end position and they have a case for it and they're very young and they're going to be here for a while. So offense, uh, Rocky Lombardi, we're going to need a big game from him. I'm not going to, you know, put a statistical like prediction just because like last week was just the week that he needed, you know, cause they only threw him eight times the week before. So giving him more opportunities and giving him an opportunity to be great. Trayvon Rudolph was great last week. Miles Joyner was great last week. Tyrese Ritchie was great last week. That offensive line and the run game were great last week. Everybody on that offense was great last week. But it starts with the quarterback. It starts with the captain. It starts with the guy who touches the ball every play. And I'm expecting him to have a big game. Hopefully no turnovers from the offense as we don't want to, you know, we don't want to give them any plus, ter- uh, plus territory turnovers or any turnovers for that matter. So, as an offense, let's hold on to the football. Let's 
be balanced, as they said, you know, get the passing game involved early. And, and you know, we're going to find a way to run the football as we do week in and week out. So I always trust the way that they're able to run the ball. On the defensive side of the ball, it's going to be – it's going to be – a big week for the pass rush, I think, because they really want to beat you with their quarterback. They're going to pass the ball a lot. They're going to run a lot of plays too. Like they're going to run close to, I think, I think, uh, cause James Krause asked the question. I think they run like almost a hundred plays a game. They're ninth in the nation in, in total pace. I believe the stat was, or, or just the amount of plays that they're able to run in a week in a week in, week in and week out basis. So that's why I'm saying like temper your expectations for defense this week, because it's going to be a tough game. There's going to be a lot of rotating and the key to this week's game is three and outs. Don't let them get drive continuity. Don't let them stay on the field, get them off the field early, get them off the field often. Three and outs are the key to victory on defense, but for a key player, I'm going to go on the defensive line and I'm going to go with a different defensive lineman. I'm looking for a big game out of Michael Kennedy at the defensive end position. I want to see a sack from him, a couple tackles for loss and really set the edge nicely. Uh, but when he's, when he's getting after the quarterback, like him, James Astor, Demon Taylor, you know, um, Devonte O'Malley, all these guys like scary sight, then you throw in a blitzing Lance DeVoe or a blitzing Nick Routine, and the quarterback doesn't have much time to throw. So I really like the way that we match up going into this game. Uh, defensively, even though it's going to be an uphill battle just with the tempo, with the pace, you're probably going to see a lot of no huddle. You're not going to have a chance to go grab a, a quick snack or a quick drink from the fridge in between plays because they'll have already run three more plays. So that will be very important. And then on special teams, I don't, I don't know. Uh, actually, I didn't look. John Richardson's back this week, so I'm assuming it was like a small injury or maybe like a muscle sprain or something that kept him out last week because he wasn't able to play last weekend. And Cannon Woodle had a very, very good game, and we can only expect good things from the kicking game when John Richardson graduates. But I, I still think in this game, I'm not going to go punter or kicker. I'm going to go with the man himself, Trayvon Rudolph. We need to be able to flip the field on kick returns and on punt returns and set ourselves up in plus territory, give ourselves a short field. And if Trayvon can, hey, why not run one back to the house? It's going to be one of the games, uh, another one of those games where we need four quarters and we need all three phases to be successful. So with that being said, offensive key player, Rocky Lombardi, defensive key player, Michael Kennedy, and special teams key player of the game is going to be Trayvon Rudolph. My score prediction is going to be, like I said, it's going to be a high-scoring game, I believe. I don't know if it'll be a bad weather game, but high-scoring game. And I personally believe that NIU will come out on top, another win on the road against a conference opponent, 38-31. to Win by seven. I haven't looked, but... I believe they are underdogs going into this game. I would only assume so because they have been for like every game this entire season. Let me check it out on this national betting report. It says no data available, probably because it's next week. But I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that Kent State's going to be favored because these people are jagoffs as well as the uh, 
big J's. So which the J stands for is Jagoff. So another thing that should be noted is there's only two home games left this year. So we got Ball State and Western Michigan at home. Find a way to get out to those home games. Come support these Huskies. And hopefully we can all get to Detroit and let's turn Detroit red because it doesn't matter who we play against. That's a game that if that doesn't get you up as an NIU fan, as an NIU alum or an NIU student, um, as someone who missed it the first year it, as a student at NIU in 2018 when you know they went to their last MAC championship, I was tending bar at my job instead of being there. Don't don't miss out on that opportunity. So try to find a way to get out to some of these games. Basketball starts up and perfect transition for me. So uh, I was able to sit in on both coaches' press conferences. We were able to sit in on the wrestling, uh, women's basketball, uh, women's track and field, pretty much everyone for the uh, the winter sports. Now, obviously, I don't like cover the other sports as heavily as I do football. Like for those of you that have listened to the show for two years, you know, we're we're mainly a football podcast. And then especially when football season's over, we completely shift gears, but you're not going to get the same level of coverage, not to be like negative, but it's just, there's a lot more basketball games than there are football games. And this year, especially there's only one of me. So from a basketball standpoint, I guess I should kind of lay out the lay of the land this year. So no matter what, um, and this is something that I have to commit to because, you know, I do still work for a website and I need to write more. I will be giving a written game recap to each game this year. And if you're a listener and a supporter of myself and of the show, mainly supporters of me, make sure that that article comes out. If you don't see that article after the game, do the tweet, tweet at me, talk trash, all that, because that needs to be something that needs to be done every day. Uh, Not every day, but like every game, because if they played every day, there's no way I'm going to try to get out to as many basketball games as I can this year. Obviously I work a lot less during the football season uh, just to get out to games and do all the things that I do for the podcast. But at the same time, it's like, you can't be a slave to your job. And this is stuff that like I would want to do for a career. So why not if I have the opportunity uh, to, to go out and cover games live and, and be there for them to do press conferences, to do live interviews. And it gets more content for the show. It's all good practice and, and all work is good work. So yes, this Saturday, the day before Halloween, NIU will take on St. Francis Division Three at home. Uh, it's an exhibition. There will be no TV broadcast as it is an exhibition. So if you're in town around at one o'clock, get out to the convo. And then a week later, and this is where it gets fun. So they have quite a non-conference schedule. So we'll run through the non-conference, obviously the conference schedule, you know, all the teams that are in the conference, you can figure that, you know, or look that up yourself with for time purposes, because we don't want to just be doing like a schedule reveal. That'd be kind of a lame episode, but non-conference, they don't play a home game until December 1st against Eastern Illinois. But before that they travel to, uh, Milwaukee to play against Marquette at Marquette. Uh, They travel to Jacksonville to play in the Jacksonville Classic. They play against Missouri, Boston University, and then Little Rock or Sam Houston State. Whoever the winner, I'm assuming, of that game or of that specific portion of the bracket will be. Their first two games, though, are are really move the needle games, and they're going to be traveling a lot that first week. Tuesday, November 9th, they play at Washington, and 
as as ugly as it sounds, I watched like so much sports that I did watch enough Washington College basketball last year to know that they're like all right in the Pac-12. So that could be a game that we could go on the road and steal. And then Indiana's in a transitional phase. But as Coach Berno said in his press conference, Indiana's like one of the white whales uh, of college basketball. Indiana, the state of Indiana loves the sport of basketball at the high school level. They love the Pacers and they love the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are probably more popular than any other team in Indiana. They got a freaking movie named after him for Christ's sake. They got a movie named after him. So yeah, that's going to be a very tough stretch at the beginning of the season. But I think the best way to put it is this type of non-conference schedule that's tough like this in, in the beginning of your season really prepares you for Mac play. And the conference tournament is different this year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe only eight teams will make it to Cleveland this year. So you have to add more importance to each and every game, knowing that it's not everyone gets to Cleveland. So they bring back a good amount of players. Uh, as you as you heard earlier, we talked to our guy, Trenton Hankerson, friend of the program, leading scorer, captain, pretty much everything of the above earlier. And, and he's in a good headspace. Coach Bernal said that he reported to camp in the – the best form that he's seen him and he's playing phenomenal and we should expect great things from trending this year. And they also bring back guys like Adon McCoy, Zul Queth, uh, Anthony Crump, as well as Caleb Thornton. So some of the new, uh, and then also uh, Chinudu Kingsley Okano. Okano's back as well. Uh, he's a senior, but you know, all these guys that come back know what to expect from the guys around them. We do have a lot of new new members to the team. As you heard at the beginning of the episode, uh, we got the Tulsa transfer, Keyshawn Williams, sophomore guard. Expect great things from him. And someone that, that got a good amount of playing time, whether it was a complimentary or a starting role, he was still able to get a good enough amount of playing time at the at the uh, Division One level. So hopefully a guy that we can expect great things from. And as you heard uh, earlier in the episode, a very positive kid and, and a Chicago kid. So someone that you can root for. We also bring in ASU transfer, someone that Coach Berno has experienced coaching, uh, Chris Austin. That is going to be one of our, our men in the middle. He has great size to him. He's 6'9", 215, tallest player on the team as well, or him and Adon McCoy are the tallest, two tallest players on the team. And then they talked in the press conference, and Keyshawn also talked about, in his part of the interview, Noah Khan. Uh, coming from the state of Texas, 6'1", 180. He's a freshman guard. He has won two state titles in the state of Texas, a very competitive player. And Coach Berno said that he expects that that Noah expects to uh, to crack, I wouldn't say the starting lineup, but definitely the rotation. And Coach Berno said, you know, we will be using all 13 of our guys, you know. So every single player on that team will have their opportunity to make plays uh, with this team this year. Uh, some of the other newcomers as well, Zion Russell, Edward Manuel, and Darwishi Hunter. Darwishi Hunter. So expect big things from uh, from Hunter. He is another transfer player. He came from Weaver State. For those of you that don't know, that's where Damian Lillard came from. And if we can even get him to be like 10% of Damian Lillard, I think we'll be in a good spot. Coach Berno was very positive. He was very upbeat in his press conference. Uh, one of the points of emphasis, and I talked about this as well in the interview, is it's similar to football. It's similar to, to the messages that we've had for so long on this podcast. And it's not directed at anyone in specific. I realize people have lives, but, you know, 
support these teams, especially if you're a student. Like if you're a student and you listen to this show, you're hanging out in the back of the U-Haul before a football game for two hours getting hammered. At least come until like halftime or something, make your way into the game. And uh, alumni, we have a great alumni group. I always see a lot of a lot of big tailgates on the alumni side. So a little bit of a mixed bag on who's in the stands week in and week out. But with the success that we've been seeing from the programs, football, soccer, hopefully we'll see the same success from basketball this year. They deserve that level of support. And at the end of the day, it's Division One college football or college basketball. And it's affordable, family fun. It's cheap. It's not, it's not very expensive. And it's right, in, it's right in your backyard, especially if you're a student. So for me, uh, when I lived that stadium view, it was like living in heaven, living right next to a football field. And uh, we all know last year that Coach Hammock's whistle was mine and Ethan's uh, alarm clock because it was literally that close. But with the basketball team, like I said, they don't get back home uh, until December 9th, so or December 1st against Eastern Illinois. And then even then, it's December 1st against Eastern Illinois, and then they're on the road until December 22nd against Indiana State. So they're the road dogs this year. They're going to get – they're probably going to have, like, preferred miles uh, as a team. So if they do end up getting to the tournament at the end of the year – those flights will probably be free because they've been flying so much because these aren't just like travelable uh, away games. So NIU prediction for the year, I think to, to set it, I guess you would say at the, at the base level, I want to see them get into the conference tournament. I'm not going to set any expect, expectation higher than that because you do have to realize at the end of the day, the team went three and fifteen last year, and it, and it's very hard, or three and three and whatever. I don't know what their exact record was, but they didn't win a lot of games. But I think the general energy and the general vibe, as well as the experience that Coach Berno and his staff bring to the table, this team is in a very good position. And it may not happen this year. Coach Bruno acknowledged that in his press conference. It's not going to be easy. He knew the difficult task that he was stepping into before he got here. But it's a man that embraces the challenge. He's ready for it. He's coached with some of the greats in college basketball, like Billy Donovan. And I'm honestly all the way in on Coach Bruno, similar to how we are about Coach Hammock on this show. Uh, we will try at some point to get Coach Bruno on the show so I don't know when exactly I would be able to do that, but that's something that I'd be interested in doing. And uh, hopefully we can get done before the season truly like kicks off. Obviously they have the exhibition on Saturday. It ain't going to happen before then, but another successful day, another great day out at an NIU media day. Uh, everything ran smoothly in total. It was one, two, three, four, five, six total coaches, uh, Five players, or no, just two players, because it was just football. The basketball players were available for one-on-ones, which I like doing the press conferences, but as long uh, – because I always ask – I'll ask uh, maybe like three questions to each coach for sure, and then like a question or two to each player. I, I try to prepare as much as possible before, and then like I have ADHD brain, so something always comes to me while I'm sitting there. But as you heard at the beginning of the episode, my Wi-Fi wasn't working. So like all the questions that I prepared, I had on my laptop and I couldn't access. So I had to like, I had to rewrite them all chicken scratch, all bogus looking handwriting. Cause I do actually, I don't pride myself on my handwriting, but I do have good handwriting. So 
Yeah. Everything went smooth today. Uh, it was a very good production. Uh, all the players from football and from basketball seem to be in a very good headspace. And like I said, the most important thing from football was, uh, was getting back some of those key players that weren't able to play. And with Dave Renier, Cole Tucker, as well as John Richardson returning back to the lineup this week, like that's stuff that, or that you really love to see from the team because they haven't had a traditional bye week. They didn't have a chance to really catch their breath on this season. It's just been all a hundred, you know, hundred miles an hour all the time and they're finding ways to win. And I think, like I said, the energy with the basketball team, you can expect that same energy and yeah, maybe they're not going to, you know, win the conference this year, but as coach Bruno said, and as the players said, when they were on the show, they're going to be competitive. They're going to be in a lot of games and they're going to be better than they were last year. I do know that. So coach Bruno said, he's not in the, in the business of predicting things. I will be for our sake. I'll say we sneak into the conference tournament as a, as a, you know, one of the lower seeds and, make a little run. How about that? That'll be my, my basketball prediction. You heard my football prediction called for 38, 31, uh, get your popcorn ready. It's going to be a matching game. It's going to be a, a lot of fun. I'm excited. Another game that, uh, I don't actually have to work that night. I normally work Wednesdays and I had to work this Tuesday and it was terrible. And, and for people that know our live show was on Tuesday, but with the matching, uh, the scheduling didn't work out too great. So obviously you couldn't be doing shows on Tuesday. They practice, the practice schedule is all different now, but uh, if Jeff and Tim are listening, I definitely missed being back out at Fatty's uh, as it was the first week we weren't there. And uh, we had, you know, one less episode, or I guess you would say two less episodes because we were used to getting three, but it was a bye week I hope I put my best foot forward and I hope you guys all enjoyed hearing from uh, some of our basketball stars as well as our football stars. And we'll be back with you guys on the other side of the weekend. We'll recap the Kent state game as well as I'm not going to be able to get to the football or to the basketball exhibition as I will be going to South bend with my mom this weekend to go to the Notre Dame game because just a football guy. And it was the only week that we didn't play on a, on a Saturday and it wasn't during action that I could go and see my other team, the Notre Dame fighting Irish. So I'll be out there this Saturday. Um, and I look forward to having fun and, and getting back to South Bend because I haven't been there in two years, but Husky football on Wednesday this week, we're going to be on the ESPN family of networks. So make sure that you tune in. The game will be on ESPN too. So we're on one of the big boys this weekend. Uh, make sure you don't miss that. ESPN two middle of the week, fresh off of work, you know, just got home, just cooked some dinner, flip NIU on and watch us give Kent state the business and continue this run we're on. And like I said, if you're available, get out to fatties for an away game watch party. Cause you know, we're always having the party uh, for these away games, your headquarters for all NIU athletics. And then the final, final note of the show Saturday, if you're in town, student alumni, fan of the show, whoever, Try to make it out and see what this basketball team's all about. Uh, like I said, I'm not going to be able to get there, but you guys will all have an opportunity uh, to see them against a team that they should be able to beat. So hopefully we will find a way to win a basketball game this weekend and find a way to win a football game on Wednesday. But like I said, we'll be back with you. Uh, we'll call it Thursday morning with a recap of this weekend's action. And go Huskies.
Yeah. I got drinks on living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. I got drinks on living lavish. In the kitchen whipping magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Twelve put me over, coming with it. The, they took my heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Heart away. Jumping in hard.